0: Welcome to the Empowered Women Rise podcast with me, your host, Lucy Bennett. So welcome everybody. We are here for interview number five of the Empowered Women series, where we are celebrating incredible women across the globe throughout the month of March. The reason I decided to do this is that obviously with International Women's Day last week, it kind of piqued my kind of awareness that we are, as women, we are seriously incredible and we overcome such adversities. We are fearless. We are strong. If anything, I say that as women, we really hold up the rest of society and the rest of the world. I don't know if you agree with me, Christina, but I really feel that that's true. So I would like to welcome all the way from the US, Christina Wheeler, today. So thank you so much for joining us, Christina. It's such a pleasure to have you here.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Great. So tell us, tell us about your life journey so far.
1: All right. Well, first of all, I don't have it all together. So let's just <laughs> let's just start with that. Um, my life has been messy at times, um, broken together sometimes. So it's been it's been a journey for sure, but a good journey. And I feel very fortunate to be where I'm at today. And so hope that whatever I say today will encourage each and every one of you to know that your life has a plan and a purpose any matter.
0: I think the whole point of this series is to build empathy and to make everybody realize that we all have such unique stories and you know we've all been through we're all on our own individual and unique journeys and sharing those stories it helps us all feel part of you know the kind of craziness of the world so I posted a post yesterday that was like um like to all the weirdos out there you know you will find your tribe because we're all weird we're all unique and that is what makes us so special you know so so tell us tell me tell us a little bit about um your kind of your journey into what you do now so what led you to be doing what you do now
1: Sure. I work in the travel industry or in tourism, and I own my own company—a travel company or a travel agency, as you would call it. And I would have to say that that journey started when I was a little girl. Oh wow! And the reason is is because I have—I'm um, very fortunate to have grown up next to my grandparents, my mom's parents, and my mm-hmm. grandfather is Dutch and German, and so his family immigrated to the U.S. Before before he was born, so he was actually born here. But uh, growing up, he had been in the military and he had traveled the world. And my grandmother and him, when I was little, they owned this restaurant. It was just very cute. Their last name is Cook, and they owned a restaurant called Cook's Diner and Ice Cream. It's just oh, it sounds nice. (laughs) And so they lived across the street from me, and my grandfather kind of had a really horrible life growing up but he used those bad things and became this amazing human being that he is today and he's very humble and so he had a little study in his in his house and every morning before school I would be there and he would read his paper or he'd be reading something and he would ask me to find a place on the map And so he'd give me a pointer and I'd find this place Whether it took me five minutes or five hours, depending on the kind of time I had. And I would find it. And then he would begin to tell me facts. Like, so, for instance, if it was the Isle of Man, he would tell me about the breed of cat from there or the motorcycle bike race that happens. And so, yeah. And so my my parents are amazing people as well, but they were not travelers. And so um, my mom worked in like law enforcement so she kind of had this idea that the world is kind of evil if you've ever seen the the ncis tv show my mom worked for them Oh wow! yeah so anyways they they weren't travelers and so my parents weren't really into that and so my grandfather would give me national geographics and i would read through those and that's how i would experience the world and so and his stories and things like that and so when i became a teenager, I would, I would start volunteering to do like, um, like fix houses for people across the U S. And so actually my very first plane ride was to Alaska and I was 17 to fix houses for people. Wow. And loved it. Wow. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. And so then, um, so then I, I, I got involved doing that, loved it. Loved travel. Sometimes when I got older, I would tell my mom I was spending the night at a girlfriend's house and we would just take the car and go to another state and just be like, let's go do this. So I've always been adventurous and love to explore new places. And so that's always been in my blood. I ended up going into education because I thought I wanted to start my own like outdoor school and teach kids how to like, you know, kayak. And just, but like, let's learn math and kayak. That didn't quite work out. I didn't get into the school I wanted to. And so then I ended up staying closer to home and doing college there. And then I worked at a summer camp in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I taught river kayaking to little kids and I loved it. And so then I realized, wait a minute, maybe I like kids. And so that's how I ended up in teaching. And then I got married really young. I was 21 when I got married and my husband at the time had decided to go back to school. So then I worked and he went to school and then we had four children in five years, which was insane. So then I pretty much did that full time Yeah. in 2014, my friend, yeah, so in 2014, my um, friend opened up a travel agency and asked me if I wanted to work there. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then a couple years later, I decided to go my own. I wanted to be the owner of my time and start my own. But there was a period of time at 2013, which was like, I had, we had a life crisis happen and that kind of changed everything. Yeah. Um,
0: Flipped it. I was going to ask, that's one of the questions I have on my kind of list of questions that I created for the Empower Women series, like what was the catalyst for you to making the big change in your life? Because often in all of our stories, there are multiple catalysts that kind of spur us on along the way. And actually it's it's karma working to get us back onto the right path. So what was your catalyst? What was the karma message that you got? Well,
1: it was a tough one. Uh, so uh, at the time, uh, I, I got to be sensitive about this. So, cause it's very personal, but it's also very like, it's a sensitive issue. Yeah. So in 2013, I was pregnant with my fourth child, my son, and I came home one day and my husband was gone. And he, at the time he was like the uh, sole provider of our family. Yeah. And, I didn't really know what had happened, but anyways, he had been arrested and I, you know, they had three little girls at the time and it was just crazy. And so I threw a, like, he hadn't done anything, but it was just, it was just a really weird situation. And so he was gone for six months
0: Yeah,
1: and, uh, he was gone for six months and I was almost homeless during like like my where I lived you know I didn't have any money I had nothing literally
0: yeah
1: and so I couldn't get help from anywhere to be to be completely honest with you but people um and and you think you know you live in America you're like immune to stuff but you're not until it happens to you you don't really realize and so that happened and it was insane and I had to, you know, get food from food banks. I had to it was just it was a wild time. Yeah. but there were people that I didn't know, strangers, who came to my aid and helped me tremendously and just like took care of me like they paid my my mortgage for like seven months. like I, like I don't even know. it was it was wild. And so I had my son, and then um, my family kind of came back together. And I didn't want to ever be in a position again where I didn't have, you know, a way to take care of myself. Yeah. But at the same time, I am so thankful that that happened, even though it was crazy and it wouldn't have been something I would have thought for my life. But I'm grateful because it showed me it kind of it kind of humbled me in a way because I realized um, that I had probably been a very judgmental person in my life before that. Like I've, I've always tried to live my life in a way that, you know, is, is right. What I felt was right or more like morally and just, you know, but it showed me that you can do everything right and everything wrong can happen. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, and it also showed me that everybody's life is messy. It's just some people's is more public than others. And yeah. so that was, it was, it was definitely a turning point in my life. And you know, every place I've gone from now or from then to now has been, I, I, I don't know if it's been better, but it's been different. I mean, it has been better, um, too. So that happened and that was really interesting. And yeah, I, I got through it. I look back and I'm like, I don't know how, but I did. And then I came out better and stronger. And so now like, there's people like when people are in crisis, I feel like I'm better able to help them because I've lived that. And so that's really important to me. And really so because it's
0: it it's like life is one big journey and life is all about the lessons that we learn along the way in order to better ourselves and to make right in this life now it's not always going to be 100 percent in this life because there are many lives that we all live you know as as we go through it all but it is an incredible challenge that you faced and the beauty is to is to see the lesson in that and to see and to come out of it going i i am stronger now i'm able to help other people now i'm able to move forward knowing that you know i will never face that kind of situation again because you know and it's like you said you can do everything right and then the shit still hits the fan and you still are on the floor and you're just like why me but then as a woman you pick yourself up and you get on with it and like you said you had people helping you that you didn't even know but those were people that were obviously drawn to you knew that you were a good person that you you know you had a lot of love in your heart and you you know you deserved help and it's quite an incredible transformation so so after that life must have changed so much for you and your your girls and what your fourth child is the a little boy. little boy, yeah. So that's yeah. so cool. So life must have changed so much for you. Yeah. So it's tell really about really your, your transformation.
1: Um well I I okay, so I have to go back to this day at the park, which is what helped me really get yeah. me. okay. So I was at the park one day with my kids and it, I promised it was the day like everybody's dad was at the park and I was like the single mom there, like moping. And there were these two women that actually were there, weren't part of the dad group there, but there was these two women and they had these very small little children, like barely walking. And I was eavesdropping on their conversation because I'm extremely curious. And so <laughs> I was just kind of listening and, You couldn't tell, but one of the women, um, she had breast cancer and she was dying from it. And she was young, okay? But I'm listening to her talk about, you know, her not probably being able to see her kid and like just these things happening. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I have this going on. She has this going on. I'm like, we all have things going on. I was like, if it wasn't this, it'd be something else. It's just the way life is. And mm-hmm. so it helped me, it helped me to real like one, it helped me not to compare my journey to anyone else's. Yeah. And two, it made me, um, grateful for that. I had my health and my life and my kids and, um, It just, it was really interesting. It also made me think about, and this may sound weird, but it it made me think about plates, like plates in a kitchen. They're all different sizes, right? And what you put on your plate, you know, might be enough for you, but it might not be for someone else. And so it helped me to realize, like, we all have our own plates, own sizes, own colors, own differences, own patterns. And what we can handle on our plate is what we can handle. And so from that moment on, I think I was like, okay, like whatever whatever life throws at me, even if it slays me, I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to I'm going to just do my best. And so uh, when so things did begin to pick up, I mean, it was hard at first. Obviously, there was like a stigma like I felt I lost a lot of my friends. So I didn't have that tribe anymore because people didn't understand. And I chose to stay with my husband at that point. And so people are like, well, why would you do that? And that was a great question. And so, but I chose to because I thought, you know, we had known each other since we were kids and he needed a friend. And even if it didn't work out between us, I was going to be his friend because he had, you know, and that was my choice. And I feel good about that choice. I didn't want to make a rash decision because I didn't know really what was going on. And I'm just a firm believer. And if you don't know the whole story, you probably shouldn't make a decision. Yeah. And so... Um, so I, I, we waited that out. We got through that. And then, like I said, my friend started a a travel agency, like a brick and mortar, not too far from my house and asked me if I wanted to be a part. And I said, yes. And so I always, I've always loved people. So I had that. And then it gave me a little bit, you know, a freedom that I, that I needed. And so I started doing that. And then, like I said, it progressed. I was really good at it. I loved it. And then in 2017, I was just like, you know what? I, I want to be able to, you know, own my time. And I and I want this to be my own. Like, I don't want to have to rely on somebody else telling me what I can and can't do and, you know, who I can and cannot influence. And so I just I started my own company and then uh, I started building it slowly because I had to kind of start again. I couldn't take clients from, you know, my previous yeah. I didn't feel right about that. And then I started doing like leisure, like leisure travel with, um, with just some of my friends and then just other people. Like it was always word of mouth. And then I started, they started inviting me into their businesses and asking me to do their incentive and corporate stuff. So then I started doing that and then everything was going really great. And then the pandemic hit And and then it was like, Oh, okay. And so then it was just, back to the drawing board again so and then did yeah. that and now it's starting to pick back up a little bit and i'm excited and but that's that's all i got i'm probably off track here so help no me
0: it's out. cool it's cool don't you worry so incredible story so far really has been an incredible story and it's 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 incredible and brilliant that you know, perhaps you would never have started your own business if you had not gone through that crisis, if you had not faced that challenge, maybe you wouldn't have had the guts to be able to do it, you know, so it's almost like things happen for a reason. So we've got to, we've got to see the gift in it, haven't we so much. So obviously, like myself and and many people within this group, the World Hearted Entrepreneur, there's so many women who have been affected by this pandemic. And we've not, lost our businesses but lost our income we still have the business but you know there's not the money coming in that we had before so I mean what was your first thought when when Trump announced that travel outside of the U.S. was cancelled on the 12th of 12th of March last year what was your first thought Christina
1: I just grabbed my box of tissues and I cried Um, (laughs) I well there were okay so I like to, I will, I actually probably really like a good challenge. So mm-hmm. my thought was what's still open. Yeah. And so obviously there were places that were still open. So my first thought was to see if I could take the bookings that I had, obviously try to postpone those. And then the next was, Hey, do you guys want to go somewhere else? And Mexico stayed open. And they actually yeah. did a very good job. So I went there a few times and it was wonderful. I actually really love Mexico. And yeah, I so um, I was able to, to divert some of my clients there and that was good. And then I have to say that I actually have been extremely fortunate because I have still been able to go see parts of the world like that were accessible to me. And so that was also really good. And that way it was able to give my clients like there is a way to safely travel. I know no matter like I know some people were like, no, I don't feel like this is right to do that. And then there were other people that were like, I would do this if I felt like it was safe to do so. So at the end of the day, it was everybody's personal choice and what they felt was best for them. And then yeah. what you can do based on your the laws surrounding you or the, the restrictions and each state in the U S had different policies, like Hawaii really locked down New York. Uh, I'm in North Carolina, we locked down to an extent. And so like schools and things were canceled. And now like kids are just starting to go back for the first time in a year. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting, but we found ways to, um, to like bring travel home. For when we couldn't so like one day like for instance like my kids and I we we took the hallway and we created a Hawaii and we just oh. you know just okay. like decorated and then we had like Bedapest was our room like bedrooms and like Florence was the floor Italian uh, so just different things just to make it fun uh, you know for them in quarantine and then I actually yeah, like I said I was able to travel quite a bit to be honest with you. And I just would take a PCR test and then I would go and then I would come home and I would quarantine for 10 days. Yeah. And then, um, The latest, well, the latest, I actually went to Mexico city two days ago, just got back this morning. So I'm a little tired, so forgive me. But then um, a couple last month, I was able to go to this is, this is what kind of inspired me back to like, travel is going to be okay
0: it's yeah.
1: to the BVI. After, yeah. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> there's a woman who is amazing. She's 32. She's like a multimillionaire. It's insane. I don't even know how I actually I know how I got invited, but I was like, this doesn't make any sense. It was just one of those things. Um. So there's a lady, her name is Brittany Turner and she uh, did a lot of real estate development. She actually used to live in her car. Like it was crazy, but she wow. wants to end human trafficking. Okay. Like it's her main wow. thing. Yeah, an and she's 32 thing. and she owns an Island literally in the BVI. Wow. And so I was invited to LinkedIn and I thought this must be like a cult, a scam, like what's going on. And so anyways, it actually ended up being legit. Cause I went and the whole, like, like with my company having lost 53% of its sales. And I'm, I feel like I'm a fortunate one because a lot of people have had to shut down their businesses. Yeah. I fortunately had alternate income and like savings and was able to get a little bit of help through like PPP loans and things. So that's yeah. what kept me afloat. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot and the process was wild, but I, I was a lot, I was very fortunate compared to other people other people. And I'll just say that right now. But I also know how to live like really frugally because of the time that I had back when I was almost homeless. So I know how to like, like stretch my, my dollars and pennies, I guess. So, um, but anyways, so I got invited to do that and there were like 15 of us and there were people from all different backgrounds and it was just a really interesting experience because, you know, number one, I can't afford to rent out her island. It's like $45,000 U.S. a night. (laughs) But it's your own island, right? So I was like, I don't have $180,000 sitting around. And so, but I went and she just like, was like, so kind to like invest in each of us. And she made us write our eulogy. Okay, now, that sounds... Weird, right? But we only had. It sounds 15. like a movie. You're invited to an island. She makes you write your eulogy. It sounds like the start of a horror film. It does. And listen, the house, the residence is on a cliff. So, like, when you look at the video, you're like, no, this isn't going to be good. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is super like me walking into like my death, right? No. Not at all. Like, she's super personable, amazing, like, kind human being. Like, she's like, I want to end human trafficking. Like, she's like, and, I'm, and we're like, okay, that's cool. Like, tell us, you know, how. And so it was just extremely intentional. Like, every day, like, she just was there. Like, usually when you do these, like, fam trips, whether yeah. it's familiarization trips, it's like, oh, like, come see this place. Come do this. Yeah. You know, you are doing all this. It wasn't like that at all. It was life-changing. It was she was like, okay, you guys are playing small. Like, what are you like? what's your contribution going to be to the world? And so she made us write our eulogies. And in that, you know, when you write your eulogy, and I never had thought about it like this. I thought it was pretty morbid, to be honest. But when you write it, you realize what legacy you want to leave behind and kind of yeah. like what your purpose is. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it was really interesting. And so what I realized from that is that, I am a builder as I guess what I would say and I want to build other people up. I want to build my own life. I want it to be great. Like I just, I want to build. And so I being there was really, it was really helpful and it was really transformational and I was like, everybody should go. But, and I could see like, you know, her vision for the place to use that as a stream of income so that she could use that money to help end a world problem yeah so it was just it was just really cool so
0: that's incredible absolutely incredible i've never actually been to the british virgin islands
1: but uh it's it's where is it in the caribbean yeah so it's so uh, her island is right off the coast of tortola Mm -hmm. and so but the bvi their protocols were like they built a whole building onto their airport just for COVID. Wow, (laughs) when you get there, like you you have to get swabbed, you have to wear like a little monitoring bracelet. So you're like on house arrest. But, you know, house arrest on an island is not a problem.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, actually, because that's that would be such useful information for our people to know, because... mm -hmm dealing with clients who are at the moment saying well we're not sure that we're going to be able to travel in 2021 so we've gone from cancelling or moving all of 2020 weddings to now being in the same situation for 2021 so with the kind of outlook of losing two years of income and for some people that's that means losing your business altogether. you know so how how would you recommend that people can recommend to people that you travel safely what is the safe way to be able to travel around the world still
1: OK, well, first of all, as long as it's, it's got to be open, obviously, that's, yeah. you know, is are you able to tra- tra- travel there with your passport? Like, obviously, still places you can't go. But if it's open, you know, what are the rules? Like, what are the requirements for the place where you live to, for re-entry? or what are the requirements to enter into another country? So, for example, BVI, their requirement is you have to have a PCR test. It has to be a PCR test within um, it can't be a rapid one or anything like that. And that, but it has to be done within five days of traveling there. Okay. Yeah. And so, you, and you have to fly into EIS, which is their airport. And so you take a PCR test and then you, you have to you pay $175 to BVI and you put your information into like a secure portal. You have to also have travel insurance. A lot of countries are requiring travel insurance with COVID protection. Uh So so you have to have that as well to enter BBI. And then once you arrive, they give you another PCR test upon arrival. And so you take that upon arrival and then they give you a house arrest. Well, I should call a house arrest because it's really not. But they give you this little monitoring bracelet and you wear that for four days. If you decide to stay longer, because BVI is a very well known for you know chartering boats and sailing and going yeah. to the different islands, but for four days you have to stay put. And then at on the fifth, on the fifth day, you go to the local hospital and you can test again, wait 24 hours. And then if you test negative, then you can roam about. And then as far as if you're in the US, you have to have that PCR test to get back home. Yeah. There's a lot of places that are um, you know, they have medical concierge and things like that. Countries do want you to come to them. And BVI actually has no cases or they had no cases like a week or two ago because they they locked down, they took it really seriously, and you know, just their protocols that are in place. So I feel like they did a really good job. I feel like Mexico's done a really good job and Los Cabos. So, you know, there's temperature checks everywhere you go. Like it's, you know, there's mats to sanitize your feet and it's just, it's done very well and it's orderly and it's like no big deal. Like, I mean, in some parts of the U.S., there weren't mask mandates and things like that. So someone that's coming from an area like that didn't have a lockdown and then going to somewhere that's more locked down, that might be an issue. I think it's just you know, telling your clients, making sure they have all of the information and the facts. And then the hard part is that it constantly changes. And so, and there's not consistency across the board for, for instance, like in in the U.S. But right now, if you're, if you're U.S.-based, you just, you know, you can travel, you just have to follow that country's requirements, restrictions. And then when you come home, you have to have a PCR test within 72 hours. And then back. do you have to quarantine when you arrive back in the U.S.? Uh, you, It just depends on where you live. Yeah. But I think the responsible thing to do is yes, at yeah. least for five to ten days. And that's yeah. kind of what I usually do. And then I'll go take a PCR test. Now, with that, it can get kind of expensive. Yeah. So I really feel like a part that makes me sad right now is that travel, I feel like, is becoming something that's more of an elite thing to do. Yeah. And I don't want it to be that.
0: No, definitely not. And we don't want it to be that either because we've got so used to traveling. Mm -hmm. I was in Tulum, you know, like 13 months ago. I was there Mm -hmm. last February. And, you know, I haven't traveled in the last 13 months. And it's been really hard for me because I I usually go away every year for two or three weeks, usually to Southeast Asia, you know, in December. I love it, but it's so gutting. It's so gutting. So what's next for you, Christina? How are you going to carry on kind of moving forward with this whole situation and kind of making the most out of your life and your business?
1: Well, I'm just going to keep keep on keeping on. Keep I know on. I love what I do and I'm I'm at a place where I can stay in it. I don't know if that changes in the future or if you know it ends up being where I can't. I can no longer sustain it. If it, because obviously in a business, you have to turn a profit at some point because yeah. just, you know, but right now, um, right now, actually things are picking up a little bit. Like I, 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 finally see that glimmer of hope where it's like, okay, people are the vaccine distributions are being pushed out and that is helping as well. And people are feeling, especially like um, baby baby boomers, what we'd call them. Yeah. They're like getting vaccinated because they're first on the list. And so now they're like, where can we go? And so and even younger people as well. Like I, I see a trend. People are tired of staying home. They're tired of this. They're ready to move on with their lives. Like it's been so long. And it's just I feel like in a sense it's like a dam and the levee's about to break and Yeah. Like, no, we can't. We we gotta go. This is and it. So, it's gonna be
0: crazy once everything gets going again you're gonna be busy we're gonna be busy all the wedding people are gonna be busy but at the moment it's just like keeping going like bringing in money in other ways and being creative and yeah so there's one thing i know for sure and that is that the world is gonna be stronger for having to go through this virus i think we had just lived such a cushy little existence you know i'm 46 and in my lifetime in the UK i haven't i live in spain now but you know i hadn't had any crisis in my life you know jesus was born just as franco the you know the the regime in spain kind of died so he as well has not experienced anything you know we had a little quiet kind of peaceful time for for us europeans and and you know the people in 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 the us at least obviously in other areas of the world not the same but we will definitely be stronger for going through this experience. And what I've been trying to do is empower people to create more resilient businesses, to look at other ways of creating money in their business, you know, through passive income and, and different things like that. But also finding their purpose rather than just carrying on doing the same thing day in, day out that they hate. And it makes them unhappy to actually discover what is my life purpose. So it's funny when you said about writing the eulogy, I thought that's a bit of a horror movie. But recently I had to write a letter from my 80 year old self to myself now and it's a very similar kind of concept it's like well what is going to be your legacy when you die what are you going to be known for what are you and I've been studying hypnotherapy and part of that process is actually doing a a course which is past life hypnotherapy and on myself (laughs) and I have discovered that throughout three well one two three four lifetimes I visited this morning four lifetimes the purpose is I want to help people I want to help I want to help and that's all I keep hearing is I just want to help you know and that you know serving people through like healing or or, or helping them progress in their lives and um, I think there's so many people that have found their powerful purpose throughout the last 12 months. Life yeah. allowed us to transform for the first time in so long, you know, because it's kind of stopped. So we've been able to
1: breathe. Yeah. It's amazing that when it gets quiet, you can, you can think about those things. And when you slow down mm-hmm. and you don't have all the external distractions that you can really do that, that's amazing that you've done yeah. that. And that you realize that you, you want to help and how, you know, however that looks like. That's yeah, exactly. Cool. That's the
0: next question. <laughs> what does it look like? I want to get a job at McDonald's because I'm helping them eat their McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? what's the next question? It's, it's, it's amazing. And I love your story because it is a story of true transformation and resilience. And, seeing stories like yours Christina it empowers other women to get through difficult times and at the moment I have to be honest with you there is a lot of people women in my group who have really been facing the hardest times in their lives you know so sharing your story is really going to help them so actually we have a few comments let me tell you what people are saying so, um Anna says big kiss um Amanda when you were telling your story of, of becoming almost home and she's like oh my god how awful for you that must have been so tough and Lucy says you are so strong um, Amanda says, there's a great saying, shit has to happen for shift to happen, which is so true, so true, um, and Lucy loved your anal- analogy about the plates, um, and it gave her a really good sense of, you know, how, the, how you expressed it was really, really good, so, so yeah, the ladies have been enjoying the chat, so <laughs> it's been been wonderful talking to you today it really has and um yeah i i hope to stay in contact and to to see more about you so if people want to travel and they want to start booking their trips again how
1: can they find you uh well that's a great question (laughs) sometimes i feel like carmen san diego Christina San Diego. Uh, so yeah, I'd be more than happy to help anyone that wants help. It, it doesn't have to be me, but the most important thing right now is because if you are going to travel during a pandemic, you need to make sure that you have the right information. So you want to find somebody who, who knows their stuff. So a, tra- a travel agent, travel advisor in your area can definitely help you. Uh, so I, you can, I have a website. I can give you my information, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook.
0: I'll I'll pop it on the, um, I'll pop it in the group for you so that everyone can find you. So you, you were saying that your, your transformation during COVID, you had decided that you're, your, what you're really, got really clear on your values. So you've had time to think you got really clear on your values. Tell us what those values are and what your kind of business transformation has been for your travel company because of those values.
1: Sure. So the three, the three things that I came up with, because I really think who you are as a person attracts, you know, if you're running a business or a brand, who you are as, as a person is, is your brand, they're your values. You're going to attract those people. Like you, not everybody's going to be your client and that's okay. Like, and when you realize that you know, you'd rather, serve, um, you'd rather serve people that, you know, align with you. You're going to be a whole lot happier, even if it's a longer journey or process. And I know right now it's hard because you're like, you need any business you can to stay afloat. But it's better just to do it right the first time. And so but sometimes you don't. And that's OK, too. That's um, why we learn. But the three things that uh, I felt like during COVID that came to me were, Um, I'm a very curious person. Like it helps me in times of trouble to see to see kind of like if there's another way. It also helps to disarm me in a sense. If you're if you're curious and you're in an argument with someone or whatever, you're able to just to see it from another angle. And so I think curiosity it's one of those things that it, it made me go to that island that I didn't know what was going to happen. Or it, you know, it's, it's helped me to see different ways that I can serve my clients during this, even if it's just like calling them, even if it's not for business, just be like, hey, how are you? Like, uh, just just to find out how they're doing. So curiosity, to me, is a big one. And the next one is connection. Obviously, we live in this world that's so globally connected. But we've been so isolated and that is so hard because as human beings, we desire and we crave connection and we want to belong. We we want those things. And so for me, connection is big, um, just making connections with others. And it's also big in my in, with travel as well. And then the next one is compassion. Just I am a compassionate person by nature, like I have always been this way ever since I was little, like, you know, I, I would help little baby birds or, you know, people or and so and I I attribute that to my grandparents because they're very servant oriented. My grandmother, she always made sure, you know, people um, It's almost like coming back to my roots in a way. And yeah. so that was what it was for me. And so I figured out so I'm working on a couple of projects with travel because I think I can use travel to help with those three things. And yeah. so what I want to do, and what I've started planning, is these small group like trips because people are going to want to probably do things more intimately during this time. And so I, I figured out that I wanted to take like groups of twelve people, and I wanted to take them to a destination. I'm going to start in Mexico City because it's a place I love and it's amazing. Yeah. And really, just um help my travelers be curious. They can be from any. Background, whatever, but basically, 12 people. They could be strangers. Um, they all come together, and we, they get, you know, curious about the destination and. Then also there's connections. So they connect with each other. They, you know, they might become lifelong friends. Uh, but we also connect with the destination and we connect with the people there and local businesses. And that helps with the compassion part because you're actually building in their infrastructure and you're helping them. You're not just paying a bunch of money to like a fancy hotel chain that is just going to keep it corporately. Yeah. Absolutely. You're actually changing the world. So that's kind of what I what I really am passionate about and want to do right now with travel. Um, Obviously I'm still booking regular trips for people and things, but that's what I'm passionate about right now. And that's what's
0: got me. Sounds amazing. I love the idea of it as well. And I, I feel like I've taken a lot of these kind of, you know, I worked in advertising, so there were corporate trips, but it's not corporate in the same way as you might think, because it's like crazy people who work in radio or TV going to Ibiza. You know, like and we had these incredible experiences, and they were really truly bonding experiences. You know, like everyone together just having this like eye-opening, you know, life-changing kind of moments. And for me, it was really weird. I think that after a crisis, it's really good to do these things. So I lost my mom when I was 24, and. A year later, I had a friend say to me, hey, Luce, um, they're doing a trip to Ibiza, do you want to come? I'm, you, you might not really want to come because I know you don't want really like being out and about in it because of the grief, you know? And I was like, no, I really want to come. And actually, I went to this trip and it got me out of my grief. It got me out of, you know, my mum was 44, she died of cancer. So after 12 months, I was still really living in it, you know, like you can imagine. <laughs> And it literally it was like, boom, I got I got kind of like I got past it. I got through the block and I was like, I made it. I made a year. I made a year after my mum died. I'm, I I actually survived this. And part of it, I attribute to that trip that my friend, Adele, who is a very kind and compassionate girl, said to me, come on, girl, let's go do this. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was
0: it was life changing for me. I don't know if my depression would have lasted for many years more if I hadn't have done that trip. but. Trips are incredible experiences, and that's why I love, you know, the weddings that we create are experiences abroad for people. So yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just great. It's just I lovely. Love it. it's really, I really love what you do. I I think really, I it. It, oh,
1: go, uh, go ahead. I was gonna oh, say experiences. Everything you've said is experience. Yeah. Experiences. And I was going to tell you what you said, your story about your friend that made you go. So it happened during COVID. One of my best friends, her husband left her and I was going to Mexico and I was like, do you want to just come with me? And she called me like the day before. She's like, yes. And she went and she had never done anything like that because she has two daughters. She's never done anything for herself. And we had the best time. I mean, we even like I was like, I got to do these like hotel inspections. You like want to come? She's like, yes. And so, I mean, but but it was like that. And then um, in the BBI, so when we were, okay. So when I was flying there, I had to stay a day in Puerto Rico just because of the flights were really crazy. But um, so we get to the airport in Puerto Rico and I see these other people and planes are really tiny to get over to Tortola. And so I'm like, all right, um, I see a group of people and I'm like, these people have to be going where I'm going. And so I'm just like being curious. And I'm like, Hey, are you guys going here? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Me too. And so then, um, we all like are waiting for the next flight and we knew that we were going to have like roommates, uh, because anyways, and so, but nobody knew who they were. And there was a lady and she was like, her name was Barb. And she was like, why snore? And I was like, well, that's okay. Like, I don't mind. And so I was like, maybe we're roommates. And she was like, maybe we are. And we totally were like, we <laughs> planned it. and so then she, okay. So I have to tell you about her because every week we talk now and it's amazing. So Barb, her, um, anyways, she, her, her husband also had left her. And so, um, and she had been like this collegiate water skier, like in college, like she had lived this vibrant life, like, you know, and then she raised her kids and they're grown and she's just an amazing person. And so that week I was like, all right, Barb, this is your week. I was like, we are going to do everything that you wanted to do. <laughs> like, and so she, I was, like, for sure she, like, hated me during this time. Because I was, like, just pushing her off these little cliffs all the time. I was, like, no, we're going to go do this. And she's, like, okay, okay. And so every day um, we'd go do something else. And we just had, like, so much fun. And she – I didn't know, but she had, like um, – like she she only eats certain food, apparently. And her whole life has been like that. She tried more food that week than she'd tried in her entire life. Um. And I was, like, What? She's like, she told me after, and I was like, no way. And so I was like, wow. And then she hadn't water skied in 25 years. Okay. all right. Wow. So we're out on the ocean one day and, you know, doing whatever, like tubing. And, uh, she, I was like, Barb, I was like, you got to water ski. And she's like, no, no, no. And I was like, Barb, you got to do it. And I was pretty sure she was going to punch me in the face at this point. Cause I was like really pushing, but she did it. And she skied on one ski oh my god and it was like her, her demeanor like she was like like sad at first but then all of a sudden she got it. and I mean the conditions were terrible but she did it and I was just like wow and so and then she just like glowing afterwards and now she, and like and she's been consistent so she got back home and every day she's like you know consistent and then she just found out she's got like a spot on her breast she's got to have removed and she's just like what are the odds of this? She's like, I came to this place, we met all these people, like I left encouraged, and now I got this. I'm going through. She's like, but I'm so happy and like great. I don't know. I really love yeah. her. She's like she amazing. sounds
0: amazing and she sounds like she was able to have a real transformation. I think we yes. lose our identities in relationships very often. So when we go through breakups, it's it can be very hard. It's like, well, who who am I? Who was I? Yeah. you know like all those years ago it's so crazy oh she sounds amazing yes I'm uh, just
1: really proud of her. Well,
0: I really <laughs> wish her the best with everything but maybe you know everything that you've given her and the encouragement and the support and the empowerment that you've given her will get her through this much yeah. more easily than if she wasn't that you weren't there for her you know yeah.
1: So, yeah it was just it was amazing you like to help I like to build I'm like yeah. all right I want to build others up even if you know, even if that puts me in the shadows and them in the spotlight, like I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Like, so That's amazing. Well, so. my lovely, thank you so
0: much for today. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for coming along and joining us this week on the empowered women rise podcast. We'll be back next week with another incredible woman to tell her incredible, amazing, inspiring story. Looking forward to seeing you all again next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to connect, you can catch me at lucybennettcoaching at gmail.com or on Instagram at i.am.lucybennett. See you again soon.